We'll see we are continuing today in Mishnah Yomi, and we find ourselves in the last Mishnah of Perak Bay. So today we'll be doing Perak Bay's Mishnah above, second chapter, the sixth Mishnah, and the third chapter, the first Mishnah. So Perak Bay's Mishnah above says as follows, Kal halayla kasher so after the last Mishnah spoke about mitzvos that are done by day, that they could be done the entire day, the Mishnah gives some examples of mitzvos that are performed at night. So what are some examples of that? The cutting down of the barley, the harvesting of the barley for the Omer offering that is brought on the second day of Pesach. The hector chalavim ve'evarim, which means the, left, the burning of the leftover fats and limbs. Remember, in the Beis HaMikdash, there is no sacrificial service that is done at night. The only thing that's done at night is the offering of the sacrificial parts, any leftover sacrificial fats and limbs. So that's done That's done at night as well, throughout the entire night. And the Mishnah ends off with a principle, with a klal, klal, any mitzvah which can be done by day can be done throughout the entire day. The davr shem mitzvah, similarly, again, any mitzvah, that is done at night, kasher kol can be done throughout the entire night. Again, as we mentioned yesterday, that although with certain mitzvahs you in fact do have the entire day, or I should say, as the Mishnah teaches us, with all daytime mitzvahs you have the entire day, with all nighttime mitzvahs you have the entire night, there is a concept of halacha, of zrizos, of being alacritous, and therefore again performing the mitzvah at the first possible moment. Mazel Tov on the conclusion of Parak Beis. We now begin Parak Gimel, third chapter of Masechus Megillah. B'nei Ha'ir Shemachru Ruchov B'Shalir. So it's an interesting halach over here where the, the Mishnah is going to talk about the halachos concerning if you sell off items which have sanctity, what you are permitted to do with the proceeds of that sale, recognizing that the proceeds themselves are vested with some level of sanctity. So you have the residents of a city who sold a road, who sold the street, right, in their city. You know, the Bartonura translates this Rechov as like a town square. Um, the reason why the Bartonura does that is because in this, in this case, actually, this links very much to Dafyomi, the, it's the street, the main street or the town square had Kedusha because during days when, they were, when we were experiencing a drought, prayer gatherings would be held in the street or in the town square. As such, the square or the main thoroughfare has Kedusha, has holiness. So therefore, You can use the proceeds to purchase a shul. Similarly, if you sold the shul, you could use the proceeds to purchase an ark. If you sold an ark, you could use the proceeds to go ahead and purchase uh, a cover for a Torah, for a Torah scroll. If you went and you sold the cover for the Torah, you could buy scrolls of Tanakh, right? Of Nadim and Ksuvim, Torah, of course, as well. If you went ahead and you sold scrolls of Nadim and Ksuvim, Torah. You're permitted to go ahead and and purchase a Torah. Now the Mishnah is going to say it in just a moment, but the idea is that whenever you sell an item that has sanctity, you could use the proceeds towards something that has a greater level of sanctity, but not a lesser level than sanctity. So that's the order in the Mishnah over here. If you sell the street, you could buy a shul. You sell a shul, you could buy an ark. You sell an ark, you could buy Torah covers. You sell Torah covers, you could buy scrolls of Nevi'im and Ksuvim. You sell scrolls of Nevi'im and Ksuvim, you could sell it, you could buy a Torah. Aval, but now the Mishnah says conversely, 
If you sold the Torah, you can't buy scrolls of Nevi'im and Ksuvim. Or if you sell scrolls, you can't go ahead and purchase Torah covers. If you sold Torah covers, you can't purchase an ark. If you sold an ark, you can't purchase a shul. And ultimately, if you sold a shul, you can't purchase the main square. So, so again, the Mishnah teaching me that again, this, this is just the exact reverse. So I could use proceeds of a sale of a sacred item to purchase something of greater sanctity, but not lesser sanctity. Now, the Mishnah, the Mishnah also adds in these words, which means even... Leftovers that sells. Let's say, for example, you go ahead and you sell you sell the street, and the street you sold for uh, ten thousand dollars, and it only cost nine thousand dollars to buy a shul. So you might have thought that that additional one thousand dollars is not governed by the same rules. The Mishnah says not true. Any proceeds that you go ahead and you receive from the sale of a sacred item, even if you use those proceeds to purchase something of greater sanctity, any leftover proceeds are still governed by these same rules. In Mokrin Asharadon Liyachin, another interesting caveat, you can't take a shul, which is used by the public, and sell it to an individual who's going to use it for his private use. Because something that is used for public use has greater sanctity than something that's used for private use. And therefore, if you go ahead and you take it from the public sphere to the private sphere, you are diminishing its kidusha. So the Chachamim said back to Abidual, that's the case, you also shouldn't be able to sell a shul that was used for, for, for in a large city to the residents of a small city. So, of course, Rabbi Huda would respond back to that. That's not really a fair comparison because a tzibur is a tzibur. That, that a collective has the kedusha of a collective, no matter what their number is, right? You know, for example, you know, tefillah b'tzibur, once you have a minion, you have a minion. Now, while it's true that some things, the greater the number of people, the greater the sanctity of the mitzvah, but Rabbi Yehuda is saying is there's a fundamental distinction between selling something that is owned by a large city to the ownership of a small city versus selling something that is used by the community and I'm making it the exclusive use of the individual. And in fact, again, Talacha follows Rabbi Yehuda and the would not be permitted to take a shul that was used by, by a tzibor and sell it to a yachid, sell to an individual. All right, we'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up Amir Hashem in the rest of Parag Gimel tomorrow. Wishing everyone a wonderful day.